you know, him and Putin and shit. Fuck what they talking about. USA and his home. Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourself. <laughs> How long we got? Set 15 minutes? Um, I gotta leave at 8. 8? Alright. Folks, we talking about USA in this hoe. Yeah, what's going, what's <laughs> going on, folks? Um, yeah, I'm literally out of breath because I just finished rushing up um, from parking. FDR was horrible. Um, Two-lane accident. Shut down. And uh, got really bad out there. And it's raining, so drive safe, kids. <laughs> That um, was your news and traffic. <laughs> your eye in the ten, sky. Ten <laughs> um, what's going on, guys? Uh, y- y'all have been discussing amongst yourselves. I have no idea because I just ran in the building. Go ahead, Fab. Introduce yourself. What's up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, peoples. Um, I'm Fab. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like, oh, introduce. Uh, what do I say? Um... Say who you are. We've missed you for so long. There there, um, there have been maybe 25 episodes of people that might not know who you are. This is true, yeah. I'm the uh, one of the original voices hey. of uh, <laughs> Last Call Podcast, so it's good to be back in um, familiar spaces with familiar faces. Mm. <laughs> Does the room look any different? Is it still the same? Um, some A little more artwork. You could tell the money is getting good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody here is getting some bread. Yeah. Somebody here is getting I'm some money. I'm in full support. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we got the air vent in here, yeah. so it's not as hot during the summer now. Oh. Yeah, it's lit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so I mean, for those who have been with us for the journey for this, for the 80th episode uh, that we're recording tonight, we've, um, oh, my name's Ken. I'm Fab. <laughs> and I'm Dave. Yeah. Hey. Wow, that, that felt it felt good. <laughs> yeah, it feels good, right, Feel Nick? Good, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um so you know, Fab's been on her journey. She's been doing a lot. And uh we wanted to get her back in the studio, especially since um, you know, Nick uh had prior uh engagements to attend and gave us an opportunity to get Fab's voice in here and talk about what she's been doing. Because I was so late, we have her so for a limited amount of time, so I'm not gonna take up too much time talking. Um so we're gonna get into so when you had left Fab, I mean mm-hmm. everybody knows that you know you were DJing, you had just started mm-hmm. like for the most part when we, when we first started recording, like getting into Damn. real gigs, right? Yeah. And um and I remember that you were uh the the place i forget what was the place that you had like there's like the curated spot where they were taking in people and helping them oh where i was working yeah oh when i when i opened the vinyl yeah yeah the vinyl okay <laughs> um so you're at vinyl so yeah. so where has the journey taken you over the past years um so i left vinyl moment of silence for that one um, <laughs> and <laughs> um i started at um i went back to like the brand side because i was like honestly before i started vinyl i was conflicted with going back to a venue slash restaurant because it's just so freaking crazy working on that side of like the hospitality or event industry um but i did it because it was an opportunity to open a new restaurant which i hadn't done before right um so you know i took you know that gig for that reason so how long were you at vinyl a year and a half a year and a half yeah opened up a news place like in what, no toilet 14 was at 13th street 14th street it, on the east it's side? on third avenue between 13th and 12th hell yeah 
Yeah. Um, yeah. When I started there, the toilets weren't even installed. I had to like go next door to Bar None and use their bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guys that like. Like men, like y'all don't think about like things like that. Like you're just like, oh, you know, like it's there. We just be places. Like no, like give me a bathroom with toilet paper, nasties. Anyways, um, yeah. So uh, I was there for a year and a half. Basically, built their entire event and marketing department and a bunch of other shit. Um, that wasn't my job. And yeah, and I was out. It's all and, about expanding the resume, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, like when you work in like. A hospitality space you're usually doing like way more things than like you probably signed on to do um which is if you're open-minded about it um you can gain a lot of experience like one night i worked the line with a chef like and basically worked a whole dinner service mm-hmm. um on a saturday night so that was cool um but yeah so after that i went to i'm where i'm at now um and i work with nick at riot i don't know if he tells people where he works now I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Bomb dropped. So I started as um, the event lead there and like did some events for the brand and um, got to go to like South by and cool stuff. And now um, I've transitioned into a producer role there. Okay. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, but you haven't been producing much, or at least not for them for the past month or so. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you getting at? Oh, right. I'm on. I just I, I heard him on a time limit. <laughs> I know, right? So, yeah. So, um, I've been, I was living in Nairobi in Kenya uh, for the month of September because I had the opportunity to take a break. So, I just did so. And I felt like, because I was feeling like earlier in the year, like super uninspired and just like not really motivated to do much and i felt like i needed to um like some type of change or like some type of like uproot and i found this company called wanderous life um if you use them say my name (laughs) it's a referral um but yeah so i use them and they're basically like remote year in the sense that you can sign up with them and travel around the world for a year and they basically like set up your itinerary like get you an apartment get you a co-working space if you're working remotely or they do smaller trips so you can do like a three month a six month a nine month or what i did which was a one month uproot and they went to kenya so i was like cool i haven't been to africa um yeah i mean it doesn't even cost it didn't cost as much as you think it would mm-hmm. um it was 2700 dollars if you and that covers what, where you're staying where you're staying um some excursions um and activities and also the access to a co-working space so you can get like wi-fi so technically like it's even great for people that are still working so right. if you're still getting like your paycheck if you could work remotely work remote, yeah. um and let's say you like you know leave your current apartment or you sublet it then you're really not spending that much money it's you know it's subsidized right that's dope yeah so Um, so wander was it wanderist wanderist life okay did they have like an an ig yeah they have ig a website everything okay yeah and they're they do trips to like johannesburg cape town barcelona um all over bali I think I figured out who you were over there with. Mexico. Too. Oh yeah. It's like my friend's like little sister. Oh really? Yeah. Um, one of them went to FAMU like back in the day, and then 
um, the other girl, she was like a little bit older than you, but they were both in SBI. If I had said that correctly, I think the business school. Anyways, oh, <laughs> I would have corrected. I'd be like, hold on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so that's where I was. It was dope. Um, I did a lot of cool stuff. It was um, a lot of like not so wonderful things happening as well, but it's part of like the experience, the experience and um, traveling. But overall, it was like a positive experience, and I would do it again, but I would go with like somebody or people that i know so i was gonna say so you pretty much just went by yourself Mm -hmm. um the were there any travelers from new york with you there was one person from the bronx excuse me and uh yeah so i met her there but i didn't know like anybody we did like a few conference calls before um like we left but it was more so it wasn't really like community building it was more Mm -hmm. so like does anybody have any questions or like this is what to expect as far as you know xyz Mm -hmm. um but people were from all over this one girl's from new orleans um philly two people are full-time digital nomads so they're traveling all the time yeah and they just work remotely that's crazy yeah um i mean what do they do like do you know one of them works for DuckDuckGo which is like a search engine that doesn't track you. So unlike incognito window, which we all think doesn't track us, but it does track it absolutely us. Does. It just deletes our history. Shout out to y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> DuckDuckDo does not track you at all. Um, and then the other one is like, he is like a broker, like a real estate broker, like in weird places, like, I don't know, Michigan or something. Shout out to Michigan. Woo. Yeah. So yeah, and then um, the one from New York, she's a psychologist, so she took the month off, but for everybody else was working. Mm-hmm. So the day-to-day activities, are there, do they dictate or give you, like you said, an itinerary where to go, or are you pretty much on your own and you just yeah. meet people and figure out your what you're going to do for the next three to four weeks? Um, you're, It's like... You're mostly on your own. They give you an itinerary and they they set up excursions that are included with the price. So they're like we had like one or two activities a week. Um, we went on safari for a whole weekend, and then um, we did like we went to the elephant orphanage, which <laughs> that's that's the same place that Millennia went and Wait, what? bum rush. You didn't see the video. <laughs> Millennia's in Africa right now. And it was funny because when they announced it, they were like, she's going to Africa. I'm like, where? Like, where in Africa's Africa is she going? Like, Africa's pretty they big. They never announced where she was going. And I saw a video today on Twitter. Um, and she's at the elephant orphanage that I was at in Nairobi. And you get to see basically these elephants that are no older than three years old. Um, How that- big is a three-year-old elephant, by the way? Um, I mean, oh, I don't know. Like, they're smaller than a car. Okay. Yeah, like a smaller than a mid-sized car. Okay, so about the size of a Fiat. Maybe a little bigger. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, bigger than a Fiat, but like smaller than like a Land Rover. Okay. So maybe um, like five feet tall, maybe five six feet tall. Shorter than that, more wide. I mm. was thinking. Um. But yeah, so these elephants, like when you're that small, you're not supposed to be separated from your family. family right. So they found them like in the wild, 
um, in different parks separated. So they kind of like took them and they put them in this orphanage and they take care of them. Um, so she was there and like, they tell you like, we don't get too close because the elephants, like they like to play this like pushing game with each other. And one of them just ran up on her. And it was funny. You gotta, you gotta look didn't, at it. It didn't knock her down. No, no, no. Okay. But she definitely got like, she, she felt like, it. She, yeah. She felt yeah, it. Yeah. She got bodied like, by elephants. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw something about when she was, um, they, she had on some outfit that was smooth criminal uh, yeah maybe with, with the white with the yeah, white top hat crazy. and that is like that's pretty much i mean this is the ignorance of myself i mean i wouldn't wear that outfit ever um but she looked like or i was told that she had an outfit that is resembled the era of apartheid which is very much shunned and frowned upon i mean she's known to do this with her outfits so <laughs> she had very, the i don't care jacket right on, like fuck out of here very ignorant to her surroundings <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah so we did a bunch of we did um we also got to volunteer in a school in one of the slums the slum is the biggest urban slum in africa that i went to and that it was interesting what volunteer work did you do um we volunteered at a school so we were like with the kids for like the first half of their day um like kind of like teaching them and talking to them and stuff like that they English is mm-hmm. okay. they learn English in the school. Okay, they go to school at six thirty in the morning Fuck. and leave at four. <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> Chuck's like I'm not with I'm not with. <laughs> it's crazy. I feel bad for the teachers because it's like it's y'all are using you're like raising these ch- yeah. children uh, from like four year olds to fourteen year olds. It's mm-hmm. crazy. They're like teaching them how to use the bathroom and stuff. But yeah. So I mean, if if you guys want some of the visuals that Fab is talking about, you can go to her IG page. Yeah. Fab underscore rock and uh, underscore yeah. two underscores. Two underscores. Yeah, uh, Fab underscore rock underscore. Um, no K. Yeah, don't do that. You, you'll <laughs> find somebody else. Um, but she, you have you have a lot of um, IG live or IGTV. Yeah. Stories. Up, I right? like took it upon myself to like create these videos and edit them and post them while I was down there. So I kind of like taught myself how to do that, mm-hmm. but it was cool. Like, um, just to, um, really like capture it and, and like share with people. Cause like not everybody gets to go to Africa. Right. So it's true. I thought I wanted to, you know, like share it in a better way than just like still pictures. Right. And definitely gives, uh, you know, inserts the battery and in, into other people's back to, you know, want to take the initiative to get out to yeah. and Nairobi and, and Kenya. What was your, probably the, the part that you took away the most from the trip? I I was just really like, these white people really came and took us from our leisure. That was my first, like, wow. Y'all motherfuckers came here. Because when we went to Safari, we're like hours out of the city. And like you're seeing like the tribes that are like just living off the land and with their animals and like also living among like like the wilderness and everything like that and I'm just like one thing that was happening while I was away when I was like posting some stuff people were like oh wow like you're you're on safari you're really doing that white people shit and I was like fuck you motherfucker this is our land right. like we take care of this shit and it's just like the ignorance of like the conception of like preconception of africa like it's just so super weak and it's like really frustrating um to also see like while yes like you know like our own people like you know 
were a part of it as well contributed and and also like which i learned um the arabs came and like and especially in tanzania and zanzibar they like spearheaded the slave trade over there um Mm -hmm. so that was interesting in the indian ocean Mm -hmm. for the ships to get from around the bottom horn to africa they didn't they never went through africa they went around and they did it like even stupider because like the way that they were going about it most of the people died before they could even get to the auction because they were dumb like you know what i'm saying like anyways um but yeah so it was just like wow like we were fine we were doing fine and we were like living in our moments and stuff and y'all just came and oh it was me sorry (laughs) (laughs) um and y'all just really came and just like snatched us up that was crazy that shit got me pissed off i was mad but yeah and i know you talked about some of the things that you didn't like is that i mean is that touching on that or is there more that oh no my wallet got stolen um so that was fun but thankfully my passport wasn't in the bag that they stole it from but that's like a part of travel. So like a pit pocket type of thing, or you just no? That's the thing. Like I was all over the place. I was in living in a tent in the freaking wilderness with elephants around me and monkeys. I was like literally on the streets. Like I was literally everywhere. Where it was like, oh, you all stole my wallet. That's all right. I get it. I could see that. But like I was in the resort. <laughs> I was in a resort at Diani Beach, in the restaurant, like where there was a buffet. That's where the fucking shit got taken. I was pissed. I was so mad. And then, like, when I told them, like, they weren't even, like, trying to lift a finger to help. And I was just like, Yeah, I had something to do with this shit. Yeah. Cool. Security cameras weren't working. All right, cool. That's fine. I left a review. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck up y'all. (laughs) Yup. On Travelocity, all of them. It be, it be young. And they try to respond, too. They try to respond and be like, This was reported 24 hours after. I was like, why can't I respond to this response? Because I wasn't even there for 24 hours. And they try to be like, oh, anyways, it was stupid. <laughs> but um, so don't also, go there, folks. Keep your bag on. Yeah, Diani Reef, don't go there. Um, <laughs> um, and then like it was like dealing with some of the personalities on the trip mm-hmm. that like I didn't really think would be a factor of the trip. So that was interesting. But people from different. Uh, I should say from Africa or from different countries that had came on a similar people ride a with part you. of the trip okay um not like locals even though I did like feel like um which isn't necessarily a bad thing but I learned that like I feel like it was part of the culture of Kenya to not really be forthcoming with information <laughs> Because it was like, like, for example, for the safari, it's like, we knew where it was. Okay, cool. Well, nobody told us, like, how long it's going to take to get there. All we knew is that, like, we were leaving at, like, let's say, 8 in the morning. We'd have lunch at 12, and then we'd go on safari, like, before nightfall. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, in our head, we're assuming, like, we'll get there by lunchtime. So, I was like, well, let me do my Googles. And I looked it up in the Maasai um, Mara game park which is where we went was two and a half hours away so i was like okay bet it'll be like three hours at most man that shit was seven hours away seven hours because two of the hours are on straight dirt road like straight like pothole dirt road Mm -hmm. which is like fine but like 
when we asked the driver, it was just like, yeah, we'll stop for lunch. And then it was, it was like lunchtime and he was like, okay, well, you know, we're running a little late. So should we stop now for lunch or should we, do you guys just want to get there? And we're like, no, we can wait. We just want to get there thinking it's only like two more hours or so. No. (laughs) <laughs> by the time we get there it's too late to go on safari at night and he was like oh well if you guys had just picked lunch we would have stopped where we were <laughs> and then like made it in time and we're like you didn't tell us that and it was like a lot of that going on like right. like you're asking the right questions but you're not actually getting like the answers Sufficient that you're answer. looking for and you're like and it makes you feel crazy because you're like am i not <laughs> asking this question correctly but um the just like other yeah people on the trip i mean like you're gonna deal with people's personalities and like traveling with people is just like mm-hmm. can already be like you know like you i'm sure you have friends that like you're like yeah i would never travel with them um, <laughs> but like when right. you're like just thrown <laughs> right. into like a situation with like seven other people you didn't get to decide mm-hmm. who you're traveling with so there was definitely some um personality management that i wasn't really like necessarily prepared to do or just like it's not why i went on the trip so i was definitely like kind of like blindsided in a way but i just had to like end up avoiding them (laughs) and uh real quick before you know we Mm -hmm. lose you how how was the safari safari is the best part definitely i would definitely go back and sorry (laughs) and i just got upset because when we got there we're talking to other people in the camp and we were like oh how was your ride here like we were like battered individuals that just went through this like crazy ass eight person like van for like seven hours and i'm i was like the smallest one so i had to sit in the middle the whole fucking time Mm -hmm. i was pissed (laughs) i had like the shittiest seat but whatever so we asked them like oh how was your trip here and they were like, oh, it was fine. It was really quick. We were like, oh, where did you drive from? They're like, drive. There's an airport 20 minutes away. We were like, mother. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all could have just told us this. Like, nobody told us. And, like, flying in between countries has been, like, $50. Right. Like, we would have easily, like, give us the For option. the seven hours of time that it took to get here. Take we my <laughs> coins. <laughs> Ain't nobody wanted to do that. Hour flight. Bruh. barely that, barely it was it was 45 minutes to get to tanzania All right if that for 50 dollars take my coins nobody wants to bond in a seven hour van with people but yeah um safari was the best part though like seeing all those animals in their original habitat giraffes monkeys rhinos baboons um lions cheetahs ostriches do they come up to the to the yeah vehicle Mm -hmm. you see them crossing elephants zebras warthogs timon and pumbaa timon and pumbaa was out there everybody the lion king is real (laughs) like the lion king i think was because shot in kenya right you know not shot in kenya but like (laughs) somebody went to kenya and was like you know what make a good movie for kids a safari movie basically yeah but yeah it was cool like learning a little bit of swahili was cool too any bad words any cuss words oh i know what they call white people oh what they because they thought i was white down there which was what? disheartening what <laughs> honestly what all Ow. of us no it's hair. skin color Fuck. so like you you'll be white if you go down there How? and dave too you might be able to pass <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was pissed 
I was like, these white people don't look like me in my features. Right. These lips. Don't be disrespectful. But Mzungu is the word, Mzungu? which translates to a lost man. Oh, oh yeah. Mzungu. <laughs> yeah, Mzungu. I'm gonna record this one. Mzungu. I'm yeah. Here for, I'm here for this. Um. Any Any comments on this current state of the culture? Uh, shouldn't say the culture. Current state of our political climate. Well, we have you here. That should. I mean, that's a whole another episode. <laughs> uh, it has not felt good to be a woman in the last month that's all i have to say and we will especially a black woman i'm gonna let that one marinate yeah let that one breathe so yeah we'll pick up uh, with you you know when i'm not late the next time (laughs) or when i have more time also yeah um, but you know we we appreciate you stopping by. Of course, anytime. Well, I feel like y'all low key asked me here when Nick's not here, and I feel like we need. That's to... not true. Okay, because that's I not true. Feel... That's not true. Nick was, already, Nick, was, Nick, Nick was already not going to be here. Right. Oh, oh, like I, you at? You right. Had I had I, I had had this discussion with Dave before you even came. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Dave, can can you confirm on the microphone? Yeah, we were trying to line up <laughs> guests, and he was like, "I want to talk to Fab about Africa." I was like, "Okay, easy." Easy, but yeah, we'll do part two mm. soonish. Absolutely, well, we appreciate you coming by. We know you have to run out. What's the you have run into a gig or something? Or you just have something to do? Yeah, I'm going to a show. I have oh. to go to SOBs. Okay, Aww. well, check Fab's um, IG out. Check her. Uh, you can work. Can they sign up for the newsletter? Um, it's saying my website fabrockpresents.com. F A B R O C. Yeah, go check out. She's got dope shit lined up. She's really cool. The homie. I'm out. All right, y'all. Hi, fam. Bye. And just like that, um, we transitioned from literally one guest to another. That's how it is in the bar room. You never know who's going to step in. Hey. And literally out of nowhere, like as Fab is walking outside the door, there's someone just comes out right in the bar room and really aggressive, too. Go ahead. Introduce yourself, bro. Hello, good folks. My name is Jules. God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I come in here. I see Chuck. Like, Chuck's the first thing I see, right? So... There's like a little backstory on this. Like, yeah, I didn't like, get it. I just thought there was aggressiveness for no reason or no, something. No, not at all. It's, it's, like, it's all love at the end of the day. It's all love. So, I'm, you know, I'm at homecoming. I'm like feeling myself. I'm in the middle of talking with brothers, you know, big brothers. And there's beef between, you know, it's all home, it's all homecoming. It's a black homecoming. Shout right. out to Virginia Union University. We definitely did win our football game 90 to 0. So, uh, who's y'all play? <laughs> right? A bunch of preschoolers? Like, <laughs> nah, it was. They played T.C. Williams. <laughs> Remember the Titans? No, we played Lincoln, which is basically a high school, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Lincoln, PA. Yeah, I know. That's Anybody a JV that went team. to Lincoln. Yeah, it's okay. We want all the smoke. We understand. Um, yeah, so I'm sitting Corey there with talking the with the Lincoln. Damn. No shots fired. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting there like talking with big brothers, right? And I'm, you know, getting this message on my phone. It's like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting here like, it's all love all day. You know what I mean? It was just get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, you know what, Chuck? I was like, you keep that fucking energy over there. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and you know what? And I, you know, I was already built up because of the fucking the shoot that E did and right. that he did for E. And I was like, you know what? You give me like the mother, motherfucking one hundred fifty dollars you did for that shoot too. And that's on mamas. You know, I mean? I, I'm listening to fucking YG and shit right, all yeah. All day. So I, I, that shit all came out. And that's what it was. And then Dave was like, why'd you put out that energy? You ain't have to do that. I was like, no, nah, I'm just making Meanwhile, he hit me. He hit me like, 
just so you know, this is how we coming. And I was like, I, I was smacked. I was already, I was at hype fest, bro. I was smacked. I was like, bro, I had to call this man. Like, hold on, bro. <laughs> I texted, I texted the day because I know that's his man's and shit. Like, right. niggas. If I say something, I want niggas to know. So it's no like surprises. You right. Know what I'm saying? There's no walking in. It's like right. how sure. I was sure. surprised. Sure. Yeah. Right. And then sure. I let E know. So E's probably E and literally E texts me back like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's over with. Why he was like, you know what I'm saying? But I was just like, it had to be known. Like. The way people felt about it, and that's all it was, and it was just mainly him knowing the energy that he put out is like reciprocated back, and then just be mindful of what you're saying and what you're doing. So that's how we do it up yeah. uptown right now. Um, that's the way. That's all Holly from Holland though. He should understand shit. He ain't going nowhere. Right. Um, <laughs> true that. <laughs> so you was down at homecoming this weekend, and for the folks that don't know, like I mean, there are folks that have been to like a regular homecoming. What's what's homecoming at? At Virginia Union, like, at like a pretty much all black school. So Virginia Union is not like your ordinary black school. It's like, it's 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 not that many. So it's, it is a it's one of the most historic black schools out you know in, in the country definitely. Um, but it's I like to say it's 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 really hood. It's it's kind of mm-hmm. like if the if you would have your most popping projects when I'm sorry to, um, to compare it to projects, but but your most popping projects are having a dope barbecue right. and like everybody's coming back, like you know what I mean? it's kind of like that. So it, like I always say, like our sigmas are like the most gangster sigmas I ever met, like the, the rough, like the toughest like chapter uh, sigmas I ever met. Talking about fraternities, folks. Fraternities, right? And they're sig- single letter as well. Our Qs. Are dope as fuck too. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Z Squad. They, you know, what I'm saying they they hold it down. They go hard like almost everything they do. And then we have you know my chapter. I'm Kappa. You know what I'm saying I'm a new um, Kappa Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, and we're the mother chapter of VA Alpha Gamma. Like so, we started every other chapter in Virginia. So you have all that history that's there. So you all the brothers that just come back from like I remember like I met a brother that crossed in '63 from Virginia. From Virginia Union, like this past week, and we were chopping it up, and then I got to chop it up with my other brothers as well. So it's just like when Chuck texted me that, like you know, hit me up on IG about that. It was like in the midst of like my brother is telling me about how, because um, he's like ex-military. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to brother Black. He's ex-military and Loki. If he asked me, I'll, I'll get in a cut for this, Black. I don't get fucked. You kind of fucked up in the head. Like he's kind of like like jaded from all the military shit, and he it was happens. like, like you know, what I'm saying? He's PTSD is a, a real thing, right? You know, what I'm saying he's like a. Uh, like sniper and shit so he was just talking about how like when he came back he, he was gonna kill everybody you know what I'm saying he put his gun down and all that shit and just walked out the room and said you could do whatever you fuck you want with it like turn his back so you could have shot him if you want to what right. he came he- back got his gun and was like what's up now I'm ready to get all you motherfuckers like and he was like in the midst of saying all them stories and stuff so all of that you get all that history and whatnot. Um, like I posted it on my on my IG, like the wall, it just where it started. You know? I did see that. It was right, like the, you know the, 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 on the white wall yeah. with the red uh, red marker. So right? it goes from each line from 1927 to 2000. So is each line a year or is it okay? It's a year, but it skips over some of it. Right, so we were suspended some years. I would imagine that. Right. I mean, there's there weren't 87 layers of the wall. Right, there, so. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so. Right, so it literally every like lineage is on there, so okay. that's pretty dope. And I went, you know, my name is up there. So, right. Yeah. Um, what made you become a uh, like? What led you to, to out of the the cues over there and the sigmas? Like, why did you go Kappa? Um, it's really an odd story. So, so that's my man Chris, um, Chris Stalin from LaSalle Academy. Um, we used to draw graffiti together, you know, from in high school and lunch and shit. So besides being the jock type dude, you know what I'm saying? I used to sit there and draw and I was pretty nice with it. And so when I was drawing and stuff, um, he used to always just tell me like he was really into Greek shit. So when he used to um, 
Like, I used to just draw people's names for $5, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might have a date that you, you know, like later on, and be like, yo, can you draw me and her name? So that's 10 bucks. you know what I mean? High school, 10th grade, like, that's that's some bread in your pocket. You know, this is back in the days when shit was still 25 cents, 50 cents like that, you know what I'm saying? So it was just more so, like, I am dating myself a little bit, right? You know, but it's, it's all right. But, I remember the 5 cent <laughs> right. Swedish fish, Jolly you know Ranchers, all that. Candy, shout out to the penny Keep candies. Keep going. Um, so we'll be there, and he's a t- while he's drawing um, Deltas, aka shit. You know what I'm saying for their plaques and literally on their paddles and stuff like that. And I'm drawing on like just blank canvas, like paper and whatnot. Um, he used to I used to ask him about it, like well, what's that? You know what's this? And he used to explain it all to me, the difference and like the difference between the AKs and the Deltas, the mm-hmm. t- difference between the Kappas and the Qs. And he used to always to say, yo, I feel like you more so be like a Kappa. So by like just you know being ignorant to everything, I went to college like on some of my mans. I trust my mans. He said I'll be a capper, so I think the only thing I'm really fucking with when I get here is the capper. Capper shit. So I mean, I got approached, but I mean, I got. I'm not. Let me not say I got approached. I don't want to put nobody on blast, but like I have interest from like like different organizations, and then I was just always so ignorant to um, the capper. Then my man Dex crossed. You know what I'm saying? And um, after he crossed, he was just like, hey, yo, you know, you you next, right? You're going to do this shit next. I was like, yeah, my nigga, you know, we down. I'm down. What's good? I'm fucking with you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So then it was just more so like, and then the next semester he put me, you know, he put my mind frame in it, like my mind, my mind state in it, like, this is how it's going to have to go down. You're going to be the tail. Lamar's going to be this ace, and that's my ace, you know what I'm saying? And this is how it has to go down. Um, because at black organizations, I mean, at black organizations, they kind of do operate similar to gangs. So somebody that's not, somebody that's from the street to understand um, at black and black schools, they're like, they act similar to gangs in the, you have territories, you know what I mean? And people do caddy shit, like snitch and all that. And you got to like, literally like hide from like investigators and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you get to the point where you are getting investigated, it's literally having your whole story down. Like if the cops were, you know what I'm saying, investigating you so you don't get suspended because you're down with it too. You know what I'm saying? So you will literally get in trouble. This is against the laws. Federal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you all got to have like the same mm-hmm. similar story. Now Chuck and Dave, y'all went to FAMU which is also a, 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 a black school. Way bigger school though. The, the black school. <laughs> It's, it's a way bigger school Right but it's like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not, I like to just keep it like that It's a way bigger school um, like, So I mean were, Dave were you approached to, to join a fraternity? They don't First of all I'm just I mean I don't I'm just wondering they, they do not They don't approach you? Not, the, not any of the good ones They won't approach you Okay Like you gotta be interested Or whatever Like for my friends who did pledge Like It was a lot of running down on dudes Like Oh yeah, like they'll be like, "Oh yeah, my friends in a fraternity," and they'll be like, "Okay, yeah, bet you go speak to that guy. Uh, his name's Sleepy, and then you go talk to Sleepy, and he'd be like, "Who the fuck are you? The fuck out my face! You got ten minutes, like." And then you know, but then he'll you call your man's, but he'll be like, "Oh yo, uh, nah, you got to go talk to him again." Like it's stuff like that. Like um, I remember it's just like about. I mean, Chuck can kind of speak on it. Like if you were trying to be a part of like SGA and stuff like that, that? some organ like a uh, student government. Okay. So, like, some organizations would be like, oh, I see that you're out here running for this. You should come hang out with us. Like, we do this, and it's like you find out, like, oh, it's the Alphas or some shit like that. Like, But, yeah, nah, you don't. FM, so too no much re- pride. Those organizations are just as old as the ones he's talking about, like, 1932, 1932, 19, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they, nah. The, the they, recruitment process is No recruitment. Right. <laughs> Ain't no recruitment. Right. It's like... 
It's like if you if you if you try to get people to say, hey, um, like sign up for some sneakers or some shit like that. Like, oh yeah, we having an interest meeting. Nigga, nine hundred people gonna show up to that day. And our school had fifteen, sixteen thousand students in it. So like my roommate who's a Delta, they got fifty girls on each line. So when they have so and that's the cut. So imagine like how many people come to the meeting. It's literally, literally like damn near a thousand girls in those meetings. And they gotta cut through all of that to get to the and a lot of those girls already doing shit before. So like, you think that you come if you come in green to fam, you thinking like it's like drumline or some shit like that. Like you just gonna come in and they're gonna be like, all right, brother, get down. And then and then it's gonna be like, nah, it's a real like it's a real like you know it's a Regimented different it's process. a different culture like it's a subculture to what I mean. I feel like uh, because of the historic ba- like basis of a lot of the organizations and like guilds at FAMU that. A lot of that culture has spread into every other facet of school. Like I was in this fashion organization, and they were founded by AKs and Kappas. So the process, like, had little elements of like <laughs> pledging. Pledging. Yeah. I mean, shit, PT, all that shit. So like, you know, again, like, fam, you just because that culture just so heavy. I mean, that shit caught up to us in a fucking sense of the marching one hundred. And you know, Rob Champion lost his life. You know, because of some haze and shit. Right. But uh, you so know. I mean, so that's where I was gonna go next. Like, can you speak on the microphone about some of the pledging stuff that you did? If you can't, I mean, nope. if you, can, you can't. Okay, <laughs> what pledging? I, 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 I will state that, um, like, like he said, his school is way bigger. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he might have, like, they might. I mean, I pretty much assume it's like. So I like to compare their school to like Hampton. You know what I'm saying? Like Hampton's. Like when they would have an interest meeting, like their interest would have so many people, and it was a, it was way more political. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Like so, their stuff is way more politics. So they want to know like who you, who's your parents, and and like th- like that. All of that stuff is like takes into account right. how they're. Being I would imagine so if like, if your father was a kappa and right. your grandfather was a kappa and your uncle's a kappa, right. like you're just part of the family lineage. That shit don't matter. So you'll family. get, but it's, it's not, super political. So, like, so you still like, won't get bumped up a rank. Hell, like, fuck no. But it would be like this. See, this the reality of it is is that that might not be in the. They might not want to select like that, but as say if, say if um, you know, a guy named is um, say David's uncle is on the Tallahassee alumni. Oh yeah, I'm in there. Then all of a sudden they don't want no smoke because if David's not selected, his uncle's gonna be like, "What Why? the fuck is going on?" Yeah. You know what I'm be- so that's the pull up the politics, uh, the politics in it. Right. Where in case of my school is, yo, you seem cool. You seem like you can get down. Like make it or not. Period. You know what I'm saying? And right. like the Sigmas, like they they never, you know what I'm saying? They weren't active, but then they, you know what I'm saying? It's like they had lines. You get what I'm, if you get what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And so that's people sacrificing being active, but you're, you know what I'm saying? Being a Sigma, being but a not part. being active. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And waiting for that date, which they don't know when it's going to be, to then come out, you know what I'm saying? Like legit. You know what I mean? Because right. they, they went through a process. So, I mean, and going into the process, because I know we've had conversations, you know, about the process of, of like, you ran up on somebody that had a, a Kappa plate, license plate uh, banner, right? Mm-hmm. And you had shouted them out and be like, oh, like, what chapter are you from or what chapter did you did you uh, graduate from? And he gave you, like, a stumbling, bubbling answer. Right. And you knew off rip, like, oh, nah, he's not. He 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 went through it, but he ain't really go through it. So there's a different process out now that um, is really all across all organizations because of the deaths that have been happening 
Like, I think it was a stretch in between from, like, 2010 until, like, from 08 from, like, now. 06. Like, yeah, there was, like, it was a few deaths. The Alphas had a death. The deaths that happened. At, um, the Kappas. Yeah, the, the AKA Kappas girl died in California. A- right, and all that stuff. So, it's, like, people were wilding. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I think universally, I know, I don't know what happened to other organizations, but I know, at least in my organization, there's, like, a whole academy for it now that's, like, and there's a whole, like, force that's like I feel like that lately like investigate shit and like so it's like certain it's a lot more stricter rules and certain schools in, in are, terms of hazing in terms of your home process hazing like, is illegal period hazing is illegal period. period but this is like more so in like when you can actually initiate officially initiate contact with your potential like you know that your interest you know what I'm saying and then the one that's like um, so you have to like basically it's, it's all recorded like so initiate contact you have this amount of time to basically cross. You know what I'm saying? Where those rules were a lot more lenient before. So you could have somebody, you could have a um, an interest meeting in October and that person won't cross until the spring. We can't have that now. You know what I mean? Like, well, they, they, gotta, they have to cross have the cross now. In like, really like, now it's like, now it's like once you, um, like I know as of right now, which this wasn't the rule before, like, after you pass your test, like, after you take the test or whatnot, you have to probate, like, a week after. That's, like, a rule. That's in set in stone. That wasn't like that before. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, like I said, like, if I know for me, my interest meeting was in, uh, like, probably the beginning of October, end of September. I didn't cross until the until finals spring semester. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about fall. I was right. fall semester. I didn't cross the spring semester. Spring semester. So, you know the full, I mean? pretty much the full year. Yeah, almost. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So those rules, you wouldn't be able to do that today. Okay. You know what I mean? And what's the difference in between? So those that have, like, if they're initiated, uh, if the initial contact is made in October and they cross in that semester, you wouldn't look at them in the same light as you would look at guys that crossed with you where it took the whole entire year. Nobody's diamond is bigger than the next person. Yeah, I think that's a good, that was a good question I was going to follow up with, is that two things. One thing... Um, that like my friends have told me and like my father told me my father's in the he's in the fraternity right. he's like it don't matter what is like, he what is, what don't is matter. It? he's a Q. Q it don't matter like how you pledge like cause it's like what's your, your service afterwards is like the big that's one question I have for you and the second one is because of the time like cut off like I, every organization of fam deals with that now they deal with uh, like my like I told you my, my roommate like she just crossed some, some reds she's the same year as us you know what I'm saying? Like they was deaf like for like five years, couldn't do nothing. Um, so now like their neos are in college, and she's thirty. <laughs> she just turned thirty. So like they're trying to maintain the prestige of their organization without being in trouble, <laughs> right? Like so for you, I know you went back. Um, you guys had some some rec- you got some got some recent um y'all got some like neos neos got neos type shit right now right, exactly I'm, I'm, like how many lines are my you out neo, my now? neos were oh oh nine like so yeah. you know what I'm saying like I crossed oh eight I was ADP for oh nine and we only and how many more lines I got after that Whew, we got nine then we got like some solos <laughs> after Yeesh. that right and then I know like we had contact with like I mean we got to sixteen. 17 and 18 you know what I mean like okay. we had lines after that we probably missed a year probably once oh, okay. in there. but see even you know now I mean? so, is it so for you is it more about uh, how they inter- how those uh, younger dudes interact with you it's not even about that cause I'm not I've never been one to 
I never been like a brother to be harping on know my name and know where I'm from. You know, oh, what yeah. I mean? I nah, always, I ain't talking about that. I'm saying yeah. in the sense of like just because the la- I will say that discipline breed can breed a certain level of respect, fear. So I was watching some shit today that said like respect in prison is really spelled F E A R or whatever. But you know, a lot of stuff can breed that, but to kind of like you see what I'm saying here like there's a there's a there's a way to kind of like still say hey I still want to be a part of this organization and have the same kind of prestige even though literally my my process can never be the same as what yours was right I mean that's I mean that's not even like I don't really care about all that stuff you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. like it's like because at the end of the day it's like this it was, the way it was explained to me by Big Brother once is are you really going to get upset for that person who just crossed? All they had was dreams of being in the organization, right? They can't control their process. Right. They just getting in because they want in. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I don't think anybody came out and and said, I want to be paper. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, I, right. I just, I never really heard that. A lot of times it's probably against their wishes, huh? Right. It's yeah. more so like, I want to be a brother or in terms of, you know, sisters and stuff. I want to be a sister. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I just, that's what they wanted. So it's like, they get what would give, there was, they got what was given to them. You know what I mean? And then I know for me, I always judge it off of what work are you doing? Yeah. And I don't really give a damn as long as you run in the yard. Saying so, and people think running the yard is like being the cool ones or being having numbers. No, it's what's your GPA like overall? Mm-hmm. Like so for us, I like to say we or like what organizations are you in? So like I like to say for us, we ran the yard. We had the SGA president, we had football players, we had basketball players. We had the highest GPA in our province. Not even just the the you know the yard, the whole province. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The whole EP. So and it's like we we won awards um, in Kappa. We did um, um, we did hella community services. Like we painted houses. We gave money back. We raised money. Like I think that was one of the most things I was proud about. Is how much paper we was able to able to make and just give back. You know what I'm saying? That we didn't even keep that for ourselves. We just gave it back. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it just is what I'm talking about. Racks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say we ran the yard and like that. And I'm more so like worried about. The kids, or not say the kids, our young ones, um, keeping that up. You know what I'm saying? Having that moxie and be able to do that. When you were down there, did you did you get that impression that they were falling off from that level, that bar that you had set years ago? When it comes to stuff like that, it, it's like a trade off. You know what I'm saying? With certain, I, like I like I, my line started a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because there were certain things that we could have did a lot better. Um, that started a downward spiral like let's right. say like because and my my chapter is very known is, is known for is, is known for only crossing two for its own reasons you know what i'm saying like it might have not start it's damn sure didn't start with two but yeah. it's like at the end of the day it kind of always ends with two or five and whatnot and then um let's say for my my dean he did a great job with it so we started out with 27 given certain things that happened with like something like two people didn't make the grade some people just ain't make it because i'm one of one of my, um, one of the people who was going to be on, one of the people that was on the line literally couldn't make it because the feds came and got him. <laughs> you know what I'm like I said, my school was a little different. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the feds literally came and got him and put him on house arrest for his trial. So he literally couldn't, like, we even tried to work through that, but it's like the process was, his trial was going through the same time of, like, when we were going to cross. So he, it sucks. He said, I, I can't do this. Like, although he was meeting with him at certain hours, like, we tried to make it as long as we right. could, but... 
the feds, we can't shake the fucking feds, man. So it's like like that. So it's like so we only end up with twelve. You know what I mean? Which was great because the last line we had like that was dope. You know what I mean? Like and we were remaking it, you know what I mean? Like remaking that that history. So it's like for us to only come back out then with two, you know what I it's mean? Crazy. Like the next is kinda so like crazy. We just redid everything that we were trying to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we're trying to fix. You know. So then, and then through them, though, although they were, I know Daryl and Sakai, who's I know my neos or whatnot. You know, they were super thorough. You know what I mean? But it's like they transcended their thoroughness onto the next. And then that's we were trying to calm that down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But they went hard. Like yeah, so it went the opposite way. Yeah, <laughs> you so wanted it to go. <laughs> it it transcended given to what we have today and then all the rules that you have is kind of like you know what I mean it's just making a, a lot of gray area hey um do you you get the same I mean is the is the Kappa love because we're I mean we're in New York City right now right? right you you will come across a lot of Kappas um from New York not from New York is like is that network strong here or do you feel like it could be better from what the state that it is right now um, from your personal experiences it's it's different so i feel like the ones that come up here from philly like the philly ones like because I, I i mean say i'm a little biased with that because we literally we came up to philly like my line went to temple you know what i'm saying and let them see us you know what i'm saying we met them, those brothers as well as we had bigger brothers i mean our big brothers who lived in philly so it was kind of like a my dean took us there to be seen by them. Shout out to Teddy. That's my big brother, Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was there, and he showed me love the whole time. You can ask him. Like, you know, he took me to the side. I'm showing you love, B, and yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's my mans. And so I, but then I, um, the South is a lot different than the North. You know what I'm saying? We the Eastern province. They're the Northeast province. You know what I'm saying? So especially at the New York is, is different. You know what I mean? Like, just like you go out West. AKs and Deltas are a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? So the personalities might be a little bit different, but I feel like their network is still strong, though. You know what I mean? Especially amongst themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the New York habits, they are they always together. Like, New York alumni, they always together. Like, so, like, I know all of them, they always together. You know what I mean? We might have a little, like, um, competitive, you know, healthy com competition. Like, you know, our... The southern chapters will go a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, this, like harder, harder than this because of the south, or they might say different because they New York and they, you know what I'm saying, like up north and stuff. So, we, cause that's a healthy competition. I don't really care for that. You could pay back again the diamond and prove it, you know what I'm saying? But, like, that's just, it just is what it is. But, like I said, it's all the same. Like, the way we act amongst ourselves is kind of the same how they act amongst themselves. You just gotta think also, people from the south come from southern states the people from the north come from like new york and mm. the northern states so those different personalities are definitely you know are then going to be you know implemented within those chapters in the south you might have a little bit it might be a little different because those parents might come from like racial tensions like a little bit more different backgrounds so they have a different understanding of how of being a black organization when new york is might be awesome though these my these my brothers and stuff like that it's the same thing but it's you know, a different, like, out, you know what I'm saying, background behind it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I got you. Uh, well, I mean, transitioning off that and, and going into more, like, I know the basketball season finna start, right? Mm. I mean, we've just, oh, can we say that Golden State's going to win? Can we concede that? Yeah. Okay. Boogie Cousins. Um, 
But I, th- I think it's going to be a fun NBA season because it's going to be about really it's about development and everybody else because I don't right. see Golden State lasting around with that whole team for another five years, right? So no, some, this isn't one and done, right? Yeah, so after this, it's probably going to the band's going to disband. This is KD's last year. You think it's KD's last year? Well, I mean, you went to Oak Hill, you played with KD. Yeah. Well, like, do you think it's in his personality to come to a big city like New York and and take over? I really do. So I think the maturation of KD is which I'm more proud of or more like intrigued, let's say intrigued, because being at Oak Hill with KD and Ty Lawson and Jamont Gordon, Eric Devendorf, um, Anthony Wright, um, David Palmer, all them people who went to prom- prominent D1 schools, KD was like definitely the – let me just say, like, he was the nicest person on the team skill-wise. Like, like I was telling everybody, he's 6'8", could do everything better than a guard that mm-hmm. your nicest guard in New York City could do. But at the time, Jamon Gordon was the best person on that team, not because of his skill set, because he was the one who was saying he was the nicest. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was saying, I am the best player, and today I'm going to get 35 on this dude who might be top five, whatever, watch. And he would go out there and get 35 right on that motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? And KD would be there more so on some, I'm a killer, and I'm just going to kill because I hoop and I kill. You know what I'm saying? He'll talk his shit. Don't get me wrong. KD would talk hella shit. But it wasn't like the same, like, Jamont was like the alpha. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he was just the alpha man. And I remember certain things, like, when we would go out, and I just felt like KD could just say more, but he just wouldn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? He was just a little bit more quiet. And I feel like, the, maturate, the maturation of him throughout his NBA career, he's now finding his voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Especially with leaking that rap, him rapping and stuff, doing stuff now. Um, he, Although he's been doing it, you know what I'm saying? It's just like he's being more comfortable with his voice. I feel That like was definitely like one of the low-key surprises of the summer was hearing that rap song of LeBron and KD back when the lockout back in 2011, was it? Right. It was a while ago. Um, where the, I guess they stumbled. They had free time on their hands. They stumbled right. into a studio. And hearing KD come on the track, and he wasn't whack. KD, hand, he sounded like he belonged on that song. LeBron, that's a, that's a different story. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. Unless you want to talk about it now, Dave. It was trash. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand how you can like be in a booth and like hear yourself over a beat. And think that you did something. You like, did that. You can hear yourself. I don't know. Even like when me and my friends was like back in school, like my man had set up a studio. Like he had started learning how to engineer. And he had set up a studio in his closet. Um, shout out to Kells. Like we used to go over there. He lived across the street from me. And uh, when I we had first bought houses, yeah, niggas had houses in college, nigga. But <laughs> now we had, we had first bought cribs or whatever. And I used to go over there. We used to like try to play around. And I just knew the aid, the like, how, like, Anal I am about details, like which I still to this day, but like mm-hmm. just I just knew the level, like how much I needed to be in the booth to even feel like I was doing something. And I don't even ever want to like rap like that. So I was just like, nah, I'm not even gonna try to try it. And it seems like LeBron really was proud about those bars. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying things, I was just like, dude, you listen to good rap. <laughs> like, how could you listen to stuff and then listen to yourself? Like, your man's just Jay-Z, bro. Like, ain't no way he sent that to Jay-Z and Jay-Z was like, oh, you you got something here. It's not, it's That's not why that shit hit the vault. It's not KD hot. was like, we gotta get this song out. <laughs> KD was like, we gotta get this song yeah, out. He's like, I know, I sound good. Right, I, sound, I, know, good. I sound great. We need to drop nah, that shit. Nah, mainly what was to me was when um, 
Katie and LeBron was in that um, did that Uber series. Okay. When mm. they were in Ohio going around. Yeah. And, yeah. And Carrie Champion was like asking them serious questions. Mm-hmm. And I was like specifically watching KD within that. Because LeBron was kind of like trained to say the right thing all from the time. Born, right? From you morning. You know what I'm saying? From He's birth. always, we, we have, we, we're, we're used to LeBron kind of wanting to be that. I mean, leader, he, like, he was a hundred million dollar athlete before he touched right. the NBA court. So he was, right. but his, you have to speak this way. His goal's been like since that whole ring comparison with Jordan, I feel like that's what he was chasing at first. And then since they, that debunked argument of the amount of times you've been to the finals right. he set a new goal of kind of being like the new Muhammad Ali for, you know what I'm saying right of bigger sports, than the sport right bigger than the sport which he's doing I was just like okay I get that LeBron move this I'm, I'm worried about what KD's about to say right here because this is I want to know what your match is like, yeah. right and he did like he surprised me a little bit like I could tell he was wanting to be deeper than what the media let me just coming back up the media and that's, I think that's the reason why KD goes off on the media now because that church boy that they kind of made him to be like that, that mama's boy like granted he does he loves the Lord and his mom too from what I've known him that's not all his personality you know what I mean mm-hmm. so and I feel like he let that ride and that's the reason why he's kind of like well fuck y'all media because y'all always painting a picture all the time you know what I mean right. that's why he's doing that he wants his own voice going back to the subject that's why I feel like after he gets this three peat then that third MVP, if he gets the finals MVP, that three-peat is going to allow him to mature, understand how to win and do everything. And that's why I feel like he's going to get his own wings and want to come over here. One, he's here all the time anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just more so like he's going to want that. You know what I mean? And I think, I figure what, I mean, I, I know every person in sports, and if you like sports, understands if you win one in New York, that's equal to like four or three somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he understands that. So if he gets one here, just one. If he brings it here, yeah. Yeah, if he brings one I mean, one you could here, act, uh, I, I think it was, you know what who I'm was saying? it? It's it just was, like, yeah. It was Mark Messier who won at Stanley Cup with the Rangers, right? Mm-hmm. In 94. Mark Messier had won two or three Stanley Cups already. Right. But he's remembered for right. hoisting that trophy up on, on, on the garden ice and raising it and shaking it up and down, right? If you win one here, especially after the long drought, the Rangers had a long ass drought. Right. So I mean, KD comes here and, and, and brings a ring to New York. We're just speaking shit into existence at this point. Um, if he were to take on that decision, I mean, I I think, um, I it, I don't like I said, you've known him personally and you know his 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 personality. I would want to because it's just something like with LeBron, like those two championships he won in Miami don't compare to the championship he won in Cleveland. I think the one he won in Cleveland was his best championship mm-hmm. because he got it on. I don't want to say on his own, but he stepped out of the shadow of Bosh and Wade in Miami and that decision to go down there and, to and win championships. Did what I mean. Cleveland and Dan Gilbert bitch ass like got him over there to right. do which was do something that I mean highly improbable no matter how good they thought LeBron was gonna be I'm, I'm sure the odds were I mean dude like before he left for Miami he struggled in the east like I mean, got stopped by Orlando. That was the one when niggas was like, I don't That was when he left. That was, like, was after I mean, that Yeah, one. but I'm saying, like, when when he couldn't get to the finals that year, people were like, oh, I don't even think he's good enough to get, like, Cleveland's never going to see a ring. Like, right. he's going to be great. He's going to have a great career, but he's going to be another Allen Iverson type shit. But him to go back home amidst the hate, make people do what we knew what they were going to do, which is love him again, bring more money to a dying city, and bring a ring. You know what I'm saying? You know, Cleveland was trying to get that ring, too. You know what I'm saying? It didn't really work out. But I think that 
I mean, shit, man. He's probably one of the most important figures in Ohio sports, period. No, absolutely. And there's like... It's him and Jim Brown. Like, that's it. Right. And nobody gives a fuck about Jim, Jim Brown. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, he's trying to make it, like, like smooth over it, like, you know, with the Jim Brown organization. But we remember, like, a lot of us are old enough to understand his um, alliance to, like, a very polarizing figure right. like the one in office right, right now there's not a good look for any black person regardless of you're an exception to him you know what i'm saying you're the good one of the good ones a lot of a lot of prominent blacks don't understand that they think that they're representing and they really are singular it's, they're, they're seeing the singularities to these people to whites you whatever. mean like like kanye like people who just don't understand it like wealth has not made you a scion for your people it's more so made you another exception like because most people don't get that kind of money or whatever but as far as like sports figures like only other big sports figures like archie griffin like other dudes like you gotta go to college basically right. like ohio state sports which is i mean yeah jim trestle, trestle eddie george yeah. you know what i'm saying but I, they're not on nowhere near on the level of the nah i mean eddie george may be like top 15 top 15 archie griffith just because of his accomplishments i think he went to heisman's yeah yeah he's like one of the one of like but this was also Decades ago. Yeah, when they wasn't giving that shit to niggas like that. <laughs> so, I mean, but anyways, I think that what LeBron has did is good, and I think that I'm happy that it was it was good for him to go back and do something for other... It was, like, for himself, but, like, for, the, for where he's from as well. And then, like, now he's solely moving for himself. Like, going to L.A. is a life move. Yeah, like, I think that going... The right. studio's in L.A., so... All the home games, he could actually conduct business <laughs> instead yeah. of having to try to do remote calls in Cleveland, Cleveland, and still have your studio at Spring Hill out in uh, in L.A. Like it didn't make sense. That move to L.A. was, I mean, it's clearly he's executive producing. I don't right. think I'm exaggerating when I say around fifteen to twenty projects. Right. I think right that's a, that's a it's pretty high. accurate number. Yeah. So plus I mean, plus the un all the content from Uninterrupted, like that they have. I'm still wondering overseas. what happened to the barbershop. Uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Because it was it was great candid conversation. They did one episode. I thought it was going to be okay. Every Tuesday, there's going to be. A they half did the all star all star game content, right. which lived this, lived on its own on un, un, uh, on, on, on our website. And then it seems like H I thought HBO bought like a full season from them. Right. If you're gonna, how are you gonna? Uh, that I don't frustrated know. me because I don't know. It, it was a great com it was a great conversation. It was great context, What's and it, it was a great opportunity for. Athletes from all different ba all different backgrounds to come into a room and granted this was Nick Cregan's idea I will stand here and shout that <laughs> from the heavens or to the heavens that is Nick Cregan's idea that was that was put out in from. 2011. Uh, this this spawns back to when he was working for uh, Fox. Fox Sports. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying you think somebody got a new job and was like, "Hey, absolutely, this idea. absolutely, yeah. no question." Hey, Amen. Um, but that's a, that's. I'm, all. I'm grateful. Right. I mean, shit, whatever. Grateful to Nick and to whoever thought that it was a good idea to kind of rehash and put all of these guys on there. Right. Let's just do it for more than one episode, though, and have them talk to each other. I think that there's something else that that, that leads yeah, me to I believe so, that there's too. something else happening behind, behind the, the scenes that somebody right. wasn't happy that niggas was on joint talking, talking like like niggas. this. Yeah, like with, like how we're talking right with now with John Stewart, right? Like and 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 low key overall giving a positive, you know, mo whatever. Like even going into like LeBron's like political activism, like right. You know, I, I don't know if Jordan ever had to deal with anybody spray painting nigger or anything that he ever owned or whatever. I mean, they, they, they did kill his pops. 
Nah, I mean, but I think that that was some other shit, though. Some other shit. I think that that was some... Right, ma- right. Mafia. I, already, I already know where you're going. <laughs> mafia don't play, bro. <laughs> like, I've heard fuck. some things. Hey, listen, the game don't care who play, bro. <laughs> Keep right. it a whole thousand. But um, I think that, you know, like LeBron, like who he is, like... It's just it's it's charging and and HBO. I think I think it's pretty independent because they. I mean they aired Bill Mayer's shit and they let John Oliver rock like right. during the weekend. So well, so I think it was more so. I and like I said, I don't know, but like this is only just me like just tapping into like why this is only one episode. Is LeBron was talking just like how we are. He was saying fuck. He, he was, was saying, saying nigga. nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying there were a lot of niggas that was spread out through that whole entire episode, and I think someone might have gotten in touch with him, or at least just tapped into some sort of sector that is surrounding him. And said, I don't know if you want this surrounding the brand of LeBron. Mm. With the school that just came out. You know what I'm saying? So, that, I mean, that's the only I mean, thing that I can... positively about father... I mean, I hear what you're saying. And I and that's what... But that's how fragile that shit is. Like, that's how fragile they view, like, what we do. Because everything he said was positive. He was just being... And it was honest. Unapologetically yeah, and, black. And unfiltered. And it's, it, it's... Yeah. It was just... Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can... Like I said, I, I, like, you know, I feel like there was something behind the, behind the scenes or whatever. But to uh, kind of see him... Uh, move in that in that area was like was like like super dope. It was dope, yeah. and it was and it wasn't Shit, just dudes in the room. Other athlete next to Kaepernick. It was dudes. It was dark. dudes in a room, and it was it, like you said. It wasn't, and that's the other thing. I was like, I th- I knew eventually he would have Kaepernick in that room. I knew. I thought like oh, eventually yeah. that would have happened. I think he would do like a one on one. Shout out to the good noops. <laughs> oh, right. I, I so I think he was like a one on one. Low key, I th- and I feel that I mean he could, he could. So my like dream scenario in my head that I picture is, is LeBron picking up Jamel Hill, um, for mm-hmm. his network, mm-hmm. uh, for his for for uh, 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 uh for un- uninterrupted. Didn't she already get a job offer? So I don't know if she did, but yeah. this is this, in my head. This is me thinking this up, and then her doing. Colin Kaepernick's first live interview. I mean, go ahead. Not live interview. Take Bawami Jones while you're at it. Oh, yeah. I I don't think that he's going to do, that Kaepernick is going to do any um, televised interviews until like either after the suit or probably after the suit. Probably after the suit. I mean, he's been purposefully like media silent. Right. You can only see him through ads or through his Instagram. Yeah, that's it. Like, he's very, very calculated. Shout out to Eric Reed getting signed. Like a lot of people didn't know that like Eric Reed was doing was the second person yeah. to ever kneel with Kaepernick, literally along his side, yeah. Pro Bowl cornerback, uh, safety, Pro Bowl safety, like last year, bro, <laughs> didn't get signed, and he was getting blackballed the same way Kaepernick is. Just he wasn't the biggest figure, but Kaepernick always posted them on Instagram like, oh yeah, working out again, four o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, oh look at this Pro Bowl. It's Pro Bowl defensive back. Like, yeah, look at him. Look at him. Yeah, look look how he's working out. He's jumping crazy, doing a crazy workout in super shape. You know, Panthers kind of, and he kneeled this Sunday. Right. He did. He kneeled on. He but he told them. He told. I mean, like Eric Reed. Like he works with a couple of my friends who do a SJW stuff, which is a social justice workers. So, oh, sorry, warriors. Social justice warriors. So, like. Not like D-Ray, but like other dudes like who really be in it. You know what I'm saying? So that's a low-key shot. No, nah, shout out to D-Ray. I saw him over the weekend or whatever. Um, <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying though? Like like dudes who like are, are really like 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 Clint Smith, like people who like like foot to ground, like boots on the ground, for real, for real, like really out here. Um, Netta, like people and those like figures like that. But um 
like Eric Reed, like is a part of that. Like he started the Eric Reed Foundation. Like he's really out here doing like. So when he got signed, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm still doing this." Like his matter of fact, the the press photo, the only press photo that was released from his signing was like him with the dreads, signing the joint in one hand, fist in the air in the other one. Like that's the only one that released. Like I was like, "Oh, he gonna be with the shits from here on out." Like. And for him to kneel, like he told him, and he's also like, I don't think that that should be a question that I have to answer. Like, if I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about, and Ballers is kind of like doing some similar like timeline, yeah, to this with Ricky Jarrett um, character, uh, who was a uh, David Washington, Denzel Washington, the John David Washington. Oh, this is real name. Oh, I thought you were going to say Denzel nah, Washington. Son. We ain't got to say that no more. He was in Black Klansman. He about to be in this new movie about the cop shooting. You know Denzel has not watched any of his projects. Nope. Are you serious? Yeah. Has not, not watched one of his projects on purpose. On yeah, purpose. Yeah, he doesn't want to critique it. On purpose. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'd probably be super tough on that too. That's true. All right, but Denzel like still be giving him pointers and shit like that. But that's crazy. He don't watch his movies. That's crazy, right? Damn. Damn. What a tough dad, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you ever Denzel? seen Denzel at the, at the sideline of one of his games? Like he'd be going off. Oh, when he was at uh, Morehouse. Yeah, he plays football. Denzel's like, what the fuck. Yeah, he's going off. That's not the only son that played football. I feel like he had another one that played it, like Hampton. Mm. Hmm, I don't know. But yeah, I think that uh, just in general, um, seeing where sports is going, it's going to be a need for more guys, more leaders, more dudes who have, like, they have it to lose. Like, Aaron Rodgers, he's not the person that we need. Like, everybody was leaning. It's hard, too, because if you're probably a big athlete. I wouldn't say need, maybe but I tough. wouldn't mind having Aaron Rodgers, the biggest face of NFL football, on your side. I mean, he is. He just hasn't, like, said no, no, but he's also been like, right. yo, I think that they should be able to kind of do right. what the fuck they want to do. But I'm talking about as far as, like, black figures. I know it's hard because, you know, if you're Cam Newton, maybe, you know, you haven't had the best season since y'all damn near went undefeated, and now you're like, all you want to do is worry about getting your game back to the top, you know, where it need to be. Then they just beat the Giants. They did. <laughs> they get, did. Get, get, saw that. Owen, Shout out to your team, 4-1, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> Life right oh, now. Man. So the chess game was fun yesterday. Yeah, y'all won. Y'all beat some ass. Yeah. Whoop that ass. Talk about but no, what game. what I was what I was getting at is that you know I'm I'm I, and I personally probably fought a person, but in general, I know that it's tougher for I know that it's tougher for them. How much they down by right now? Three three zero. Damn. Wait, what's the score? Yankees. Oh, oh Yankees down three. Severino. Um, what is what second? Severino pitching. Hell yeah, you pitching second or third? Let's that time, um, but Wash, what, <laughs> right? But what I'm, you know, it's hard for like dudes. I'm sure like Cam like just doesn't want to be bothered with the extra pressure on top of that. But it's kind of bigger than you though. Like especially if you are going back to what I was just saying. If you're in a privileged position, if you're in, if you're an exception. Like, you have to be that guy. And I know we got that bullshit-ass, like, Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model. This ain't even about being a role model. This is literally about the freedom of all of our people. And I feel like if you are silent on that, then you don't give a fuck about anybody. So why should anybody give a fuck about your, you know, somewhat good career? You know? Like, why should we give a fuck if you win or not? Like, nah, I don't care. Anytime you play the Falcons, I want you to lose in your own hometown. Because we got... <laughs> Because <laughs> they got a black mayor who's from FAMU. Like, yeah, I want the black people to beat you every time. Every time. I want Saquon to run down your throat. <laughs> every time. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to that OBJ fucking. Uh, that touchdown was kind of crazy. I don't give a damn. Fuck the Falcons. <laughs> Fuck the Hawks. <laughs> Fuck, the- 
Fuck all the birds. Fuck the eagles. Fuck all them Atlanta teams. Fuck the Orioles. Cardinals keep going. Oh man. Um Red Wings count too. That's a bird too. Some stupid ass made up bird. It's a bird though. But shout out to Fisdale though. David Fisdale. Fisdale's a man. He look. You know what? He looks like he knows what he's doing. Like Hornacek didn't look like he See, knew what he was doing. Fisdale looked like he knows what he's doing. Fisdale's the man because since he's been coaching, you have not once really heard about Dolan's. You not. You haven't heard his name for real. Hmm. He's keeping it separated. You know what I'm saying? Like management is management, and Fisdale Who's and the, the players. Um, you know the Knicks are the only team with an all black, black front office right, yeah. and a, and a black head coach, black, mm. black. Steve Mills, yeah. um, Scott Perry. Um, Steve Mills is the uh, GM. Scott Perry okay. is the president. And um, which I still rely on that coach. white boy to okay. come back. <laughs> the the white unicorn. Is it right? he European? <laughs> We're gonna trade. That's a sign. That's gonna be the sign and trade for KD. Probably why. Yo, no, don't. Mm. All right, we'll Man, go to state. Don't want no damn Chris Stapps, bro. I mean, what the fuck we gonna do with this guy? <laughs> Shoot threes. Oh wait, right. yeah, he fits in just exactly. fine. <laughs> Shit. Um, Jules, thank you for literally coming right on time as Fab was leaving. I didn't even, I didn't see that one coming, but you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Um, appreciate you for coming through. You want to plug your, um, let the people know where they can find you on your social media platforms. Okay, oh, yes, Jules J U L E S dot Bejer B E J R. That's on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, that's about it. He's out here in his um, off-white um, Jordan 1s. Chill, chill, Stunting chill. on y'all. Chill. He's stunting on y'all. Um, definitely appreciate y'all for coming through, um, closing up the tab. Uh, I, You know, I, I was fortunate that you wanted to come through because I actually wanted to touch on, like, fraternities and, I mean, sororities, too. And I guess we'll have... Um, uh, KG and on here, shout out to KG, oh, yeah, she won, the ain't homie it? from uh, I knew from she the was Gold Room, from, from the old Gold Room podcast from when, from when we started in here. So when we started when we started recording here in, the, in in this in this room, there were two podcasts recording. It was the Last Call podcast and it was the Gold Room podcast. And the Gold Room podcast consisted the Gold Room podcast consisted of KG, Jonathan, and Cynthia. Right? KG and Jonathan were just on a show on. A BET called Grand Hustle with T.I., right? So, Jonathan and KG both made it down to the final four. Well, final three, yeah, because in the in the second to last episode, they eliminated two people. So, it made it down to the final three. Um, out of, it might have been 16, 18, right? Um, so, it was KG and a uh, guy named George in the final episode. KG outlasted, won um, the contract uh, for a six-figure deal with T.I., so congratulations to KG. Um, we we hope to have you on pretty soon. We're gonna chop up the whole entire process of what they kept in and what they left out. But I I do want to send a special shout out to KG. I wanted to watch the episode first before I came in running in like everybody else. I mean I knew I knew the result, but I had the episode recorded on DVR. But um you know we wanted to send a special shout out to KG. Um, appreciate you. Um, appreciate Jules. Appreciate Fab for coming through earlier talking about her uh, um, her trip to Africa. Uh, and uh, my name's Ken. I'm Dave. And you've been listening to the Last Call Podcast. Cheers.